0: happy new year everyone welcome to the space in between in 2024 ooh what will we what will be stirring up in this new year Uh, i'm your host phoebe leona and you are in episode 161 of the space in between um we took a couple of weeks off i i felt like you know i needed to walk my talk and listen to the season listen to the body when it needs a little bit of a sacred pause and and honor that so we closed out the year with the holiday season i was recovering from covid for the first time and another minor health issue that i was just nursing and yeah it was actually really nice to go inward and give myself that permission and coming back in stepping into 2024 with my words are ease and confidence stepping in with ease and confidence because what I was finding is I was finding my way back to that old story of hustling working all the time pushing myself and I thought hey I don't necessarily want to do this and it's not really benefiting anybody especially my body and it's been such a gift to be able to Have that time to go inward and to give yourself that gift. So I invite you, if you feel that call, you know, for if you're in the northern hemisphere, we're in the winter season. If you do feel that call to go into your cocoon, take a little bit of time to recuperate, whether you're nursing an illness or or just need some rest, honor that. Give yourself that gift. And... I'm really excited to have our guest this week, MJ Samaritano, who also goes by Mary Jo. You'll get to meet her in just a moment. And I'm really happy that she was able to come on because I have known MJ for years. I think we decided in the interview is about 13 years. She was my student, my yoga student. And I've had the gift of watching her transform not only from, through her yoga practice as a student but stepping into the role as a yoga teacher and diving in deeper into her studies into that that role of being a leader and now I get to witness her and support her as she enters into a new role of being a retreat leader on her first retreat in Bali a retreat that she got to attend with me four years ago it'll be full circle for her and she was also on my very very first retreat back in 2014 so this is a really exciting time and I thought let's let's bring her here into the space in between and and let you get to experience MJ let you get to witness a little bit of her path whether you are just a bystander and want to receive an inspirational story or you want to also contemplate maybe you're stepping into this role of being a leader in some respect maybe it's a retreat leader or maybe you're curious about coming on a retreat and maybe that's even with MJ in Bali so i just invite you to just lean back receive the messages that MJ shares the stories we we share a lot on this podcast episode and yeah, it's such a joy. It's such a joy to be able to share her with you. So please enjoy this. And if you do resonate with this episode, share it with a friend who might might need a little nudge today, a little love. Subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already. Review. We are always very grateful for your reviews and your participation your your presence is what helps us be the ripple effect in this world. So we greatly appreciate you and we look forward to continuing this beautiful relationship in the space in between. Now let's go ahead and sit with MJ. Hi MJ. Hi Phoebe. Wow you're in the space in between first time officially but You've been hanging out with me in the space in between for years.
1: (laughs) Many, many years. Thank you for having me.
0: You're so welcome. Um, Yeah, I mean, we have so many stories together and I know some other stories about you and your journey, but uh, for just everybody who's meeting you for the first time, would you mind just sharing who you are and where you are in the world and what you're offering?
1: Uh, sure. Um, I'm Mary Jo Samaritano or MJ as, uh, my friends call me Phoebe. Um, I am from New York originally I'm born and raised in Jamestown, which is just Southwest of Buffalo. If you don't know where that area is, but, um, spent really my adult life in the Hudson Valley, which is where I met Phoebe, of course. So I really consider that my home, uh, Beacon Fishkill area. And just about 11 years ago, I transplanted myself to South Florida. I am in the West Palm Beach area. I'm in Jupiter, Florida. So I guess the reason I came here, I, I experienced some maybe not so great things that were going on in my life um, the past few years that I spent in New York. So I realized that. A lot of my energy was really being sucked out and siphoned out so i chose to to make a move here and haven't looked back i'm very happy to be here in south florida with new friends and my best friend actually does live here that i grew up with since kindergarten so that's always nice Um, and what i'm so offering my retreat yeah lots of things Lots mm-hmm. of things that I'm offering. So I, I did my yoga teacher training too while I moved here. So going on my um, sev- seven no, eighth year, eighth year of yoga teaching now, you know, time flies so fast. Um, so I, I do a lot of offerings. I did a winter solstice event last night. I do a lot of um, sacred pause and movement 109 that i learned from from phoebe as well as several yoga classes a week and uh, looking forward to sharing my retreat coming up in the spring of 2024 so the first week of april in beautiful bali which uh, the first time i went was with phoebe
0: yeah we're gonna talk all about that i'm sure
1: (laughs) (laughs) good times good times uh COVID. yeah, so We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah. We'll, we'll circle back to that in a we'll little circle bit. back. Yeah. It's, you know, it's been such a joy to be able to witness you because we were just sitting in our nomad session. I think it was on Monday and you said that you, you were introducing yourself to somebody who is new to our group. And you were saying, I think I've known Phoebe for 13 years. And it's like, oh my gosh, that is a long time. And mm-hmm. I think that you know, you kind of touched on a a challenging part of your life. And that's when I also met you. And when I was also going through a major shift in my life as well. And, um, you were one of my students.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I was. Um, and I'm so grateful. So I don't know if I ever shared with you the reason that I started going to the Roundhouse. you Mm -hmm. had sent out, um, a postcard. It was through the US mail, I believe is where I got it. And there was a picture of you and I, I'm pretty sure it was of your back and you I think you reverse reversed namaste behind your back, probably on the falls mm-hmm. on the waterfall. And I don't know why I remember that so vividly, but was that it? Was that the picture that was on there?
0: I think so. I was wearing all white, and yeah. I do, I don't know if my hands were behind. That was actually my branding for my own business. Mm. I did have hands in prayer. I don't know if it was reverse or not. was yeah. standing at the falls. I remember that. Okay. Very so
1: yeah, <laughs> that was such a long time ago, but there was something about that that just struck me. And I said, I, I need to go check this place out. Mm. And then that's where I met you. Um, and I know it wasn't very long until things started to shift for the both of us and i ended up leaving new york to come to florida but you made sure that you know you were always still there for me you held space for me and then you had like a little get together for me downstairs in the restaurant after one of our classes mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. probably the last class that i attended before i was leaving yeah and holy cow wow what a long time ago, but that is why I started coming was because of really that marketing thing. And it just, it spoke to me. i had already been practicing yoga at another studio. Um, And then I found you or found the roundhouse and started coming there. Mm -hmm. And I'm so very grateful to have met you and all the other, other teachers that you had there that I still keep in touch with. I love that was so amazing what a beautiful space and beautiful energy and <clears throat> yeah yeah no <laughs> that, that was a tough time i know for you and for me but it, it helped me to be there with you
0: yeah well thank you for being there and mm. um you never know I, a couple of things that you just said like we never know who we're actually reaching you know i remember taking that photo I remember who was taking the photo, getting the the postcard together. I don't remember how we (laughs) decided where to send them to. In fact, I sort of blocked out the fact that we mailed them to actual humans. Like I don't, I thought we just meant the. Can't remember if we sent packages to thing, you know, to different locations. But you somehow got that, and and I just want to kind of emphasize that because a lot of times, especially these days, when there's so much noise. And we're trying because you spoke of the marketing like we don't know who we're actually reaching and sometimes if we think in you and I have talked about this recently in different ways like sometimes we look at oh how many people like us or are in our class or whatever but we're actually affecting other people that are you know behind the scenes and right. and I didn't know you got that postcard I didn't know that's why you got there And, you know, I absolutely connected with you right away being at the roundhouse. Mm -hmm. Um, And I definitely felt you were special and we wanted to make sure you felt good when you were leaving because you had become such a part of our community at the roundhouse and when you were leaving. And I think I think I was going through my challenging time, too, and we both felt that. And I kind of want to speak into that a little bit more. You don't have to share what was going on in your life, but how, in terms of how yoga really saved you, because it truly has saved me too. Mm-hmm. And if people are out there right now, kind of going through their dark night of the soul and their challenges in life and going, God, I don't know what to do in this space in between this you know, liminal space of transition. And I've heard of this yoga thing before or. You know, I've heard of these different kinds of practices. Can you just speak a little bit more to how that practice has really helped and served you in that time?
1: Yeah. So for for me, it helped me so much, first of all, just to move my body in just an organic, authentic way mm-hmm. um, to help me internally heal more mentally than than physically to mentally heal. It was a very, very challenging time in my life, a very tumultuous time um, that I'm still working through after all of these years. It's been, um, gosh, 13 or uh, 14 years, I think, going on 15 years, and I'm still processing it, which is is fine. It's great. Um, but the yoga helped me not just be a kinder human to other people, but to be kind to myself. And that Mm -hmm. was really the important piece for me is to take care of me. Take care of number one, um, because really nobody else is going to do it, you have to really care for care for yourself. Um so it was that's really how it went for me. And I I think I practiced every day with you I or one of the other teachers I was there every every single day um I remember my mom had come to visit and uh she's I mean she's she's gone now but I remember this conversation so clearly and I said I'm gonna go to yoga and she was fine with that I wasn't gone very long and she said well how often do you go and I said I go every day so I I remember her her looking at me and said You go every day? And I said, I, I do. It's just, you know, an hour, an hour and a half out of my life. And it just that hour and a half gives me so many more hours mm-hmm. to to be happy and just to feel grounded and to feel received and feel welcomed and, and loved in the in the yoga studio space or just in your presence or the other teachers presences so it really has helped me and it continues to help me now i still find as much time as i possibly can to take other people's classes even you and i just having our time once or twice a week just to do a sacred pause or a meditation or some kind of gentle movement i do find time to take classes from others as, as well because i know that i i still want it And I still need it as busy as my schedule is. I still find time to do that, which I encourage everybody to do the same.
0: Mm, I think that's important, especially because (laughs) you did transition to be a teacher. And I see so many people who get their teacher training and then they stop practicing. It's like, I, I gave them a certificate and then they're like, they forgot, they forgot that they actually have the practice because they go, and I was guilty of this too. When I started to teach Pilates and then teach yoga, it was, I would, that was what I was doing as a full-time business. Mm -hmm. So I didn't give myself the me time. And I love that you really established that what you were saying is you really came to it as a healing for yourself first. Mm -hmm. And, and it was this dedication and this practice. And it sounds like what happened for you when you did make that choice to step in as a teacher, you said, okay, I still need to keep that intention of this is for me and, and you're also giving and and learning and receiving, but that's, that's really important. And I love that you shared that. And I also love something that you spoke of right at the beginning of that is how you were still healing for something that was like 15 years ago. And I think that a lot of people think, oh, okay, I'm going to try this practice called yoga or meditation or whatever it might be breath work and I'll do it for two months or three months or six months and go, okay, I should be healed by now. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. But it's layers, right? Like it sounds like, you know, what I've witnessed of you is that it's given you a really solid foundation of who you are, like a new base point. Right. And now, yes, there's still challenges that come. Like I witness you losing your parents and along the way and like but that way, you were ready for that it, to a certain extent because you had this solid foundation and then there was you know there's always something right that's coming at us and for us. and to have that practice it's it, like I love that you just said that it's not it's a, it's in layers right Absolutely. yeah
1: it, it for sure is in layers and we just have to keep either peeling away or adding adding more layers to it. It's been you know, a, long, a long journey, but one of my favorite phrases that I like to say when I'm going to a practice is I'm always a student, no matter what. I'm always a student and I've done multiple trainings for yoga, I've done advanced yoga, I've done like little smaller workshops to teach specialized things in yoga, like prenatal and yin and all these different smaller things. Movement 109, all of these kids, I did kids yoga too, um, mm-hmm. teaching, but I'm still learning. It's always, always a learning curve for me and I always like to be that student. And when I go to a class and just try not to be the teacher, that's the student, and just okay. listen and receive from other teachers. I mean, a lot of times my brain will be like, "Oh," or I'll just say it right out loud. Hmm, that was a cool transition. Like, <laughs> just you <laughs> notice, you notice what other people are teaching. I'm like, hmm, maybe I'll try that next time. But I do my best to not do that because I just want to receive the practice and enjoy it as a student, and not, you know, be called on or picked on or anything. Like that I'm just I'm there. I have my my mat and I'm surrounded by other students and, and that's it. I I love it. I love to do that. And like I said, it's sometimes it's difficult. It's challenging to find the time to go, but I spend time in the yoga studio a lot because I'm there a lot. So in between my classes or before my class or whatever, I can find the time to take something, yeah. some kind of movement or a meditation even is, is helpful for me.
0: Yeah. So what, what was that turning point for you that you wanted to step in? I mean, you're always a student, as you said, but step in as a, as a teacher.
1: Well, it had always called to me. I think for me, it just kept calling and calling and calling that I needed to share. Like everything that I had, received from you and from Molly. Molly was another teacher, um, in the Hudson Valley, um, at another studio, but everything that I had received, it just, it touched me so deeply that I felt, and I started just to think about, I need to share these gifts that I've received from, from others. And look how much I have grown. Look how much I have healed. Just look, at all these things that have gone better for me since I've started doing yoga. Oh. When I moved here into Florida, I immediately found um, a studio that hadn't quite opened yet. So I started taking bar. I started taking bar classes and then while the other studio was was still being built. So I took bar classes, which we had taken at, it was an infused class at, at your studio. Um, yeah. Ah. And then when the, when the yoga studio opened, I went there. Now I'm, I'm still there. I went there from day one as a student. I completed like a whole year, I think. And then I was their karma yogi. I ran the, like their desk for them. And then I did my teacher training. And I'm still there. So 10 years that I'm still at the same, at the same place.
0: Amazing.
1: Uh, yeah. Isn't it? It's, just, it's so great. It's so great. But for, so for me, I was waiting for that studio to open. It was close to where I lived at the time,
0: mm.
1: not where I lived. It was not super close to where I worked and then getting out of work at five or five thirty, trying to get to downtown West Palm beach, during rush hour to take yoga was challenging sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I started researching something closer. Just, I was still going to this one studio, but I needed something closer to where I was working that I could get to quicker if I got stuck in traffic. So I end up at this yoga studio (laughs) on a Groupon.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Literally
1: on a Groupon. (laughs) I go there. And I'm talking to the owner. Her name is Jill. And obviously she's asking me questions um, about my health and do I have any injuries and have you practiced y- yoga before? And I'm like, oh, yeah. And I said it just so not, I go, oh, yeah. And she just started laughing. She goes, oh, yeah. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> like mocking me. Um, and I'm, as I'm talking to her, I look up on their events board, which was a huge chalkboard.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm looking at it. And I said, oh, you offer, you're doing teacher training here. Mm-hmm. And and she said, yeah, we are doing teacher training starting in, I think it was um, April. And I believe I had started this studio probably in January. Okay. So um, I was like, oh, that's very interesting. So I, I researched it a little bit. I reached back out to her. And next thing you know, I was sending her my deposit and did my did my teacher my first two hundred I did there. So it was a it was a big step for me, but it just it just kind of fell in my lap Mm -hmm. that I that I visited this other place. They offered teacher training and then right in that transition time, the store that I was managing, the company filed bankruptcy and went out of business. Wow. So So it's like, huh, okay, well, I'm losing my job, but now I have my yoga teacher training that I'm still working on and, and yeah, like I'm finishing this up. So I had something to fall back on. Well, that was now my main source of, of income now was yoga and just grateful that now I know so many different studios in the area that know me and offered me to teach classes there. I think I taught at like three or four different studios at the beginning. Like, I think that we've all done that, just whatever we can get, we can, that we take. Um, So that's how I ended up doing that. And not that I'm happy that as that a business had to close and go out of business, but I benefited from that and was able to dedicate myself to my teaching at that time.
0: That's wonderful. So you, it it was, it felt like the universe happening for you. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Not feel like that at the time, but it was really setting the stage for you to make this leap, to really dive in deep to your your path of teaching. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful.
1: To jump, I think you and I have spoken about my jumping off cliff before. And that was um, another instance of me jumping off a cliff and just just do it and figure it out. You know, f- for me, I do a lot of things spontaneously. It's not that I do them wildly with without thinking, but I, I, cause I do think about them first, but I'm very spontaneous when it comes to doing a lot of things. And it was uh, just a good thing for me to do that. And and here we are. Mm. Here we are.
0: Can you speak a little bit more about that? Because I'm I probably shared in that same conversation you're referring to. I tend to take leaps, too. And (laughs) (laughs) and I might be a little bit more reckless. I don't know. I just I don't know. (laughs) We both we both are not afraid to take risks. That's and I would love to know a little bit more of like what is, do you feel like that's something that was born within you or was it something that you worked on over time for anybody who like you know has kind of been the in the I do this and I show up and to take a big risk I, I don't I need to do all of my research first before I'm spontaneous
1: because <laughs> those two phrases don't really go together, but they kind of yeah. do yeah, <laughs> they kind
0: yeah. Of do. Can you speak um, to that well yeah I I feel like.
1: For me, um, even though as a, as a child and it, people in my life now nowadays, they almost laugh when I tell them what a shy child I was, mm. terrified to speak,
0: mm.
1: so scared to speak that I stuttered Aww. terribly, terribly. I was always afraid to be in public. I didn't want to talk. I was not that I didn't want to talk, but I was scared to talk. Mm-hmm. Still haven't um, really processed that, whatever that is, that trauma. There's something there that we have to In the past we, life yeah, thing. Yeah, we have to get to that one of these days. Um,
0: probably
1: we'll <laughs> you and I together okay. one of these days. But yeah, I feel like. As a, as a teenager, I guess in my college years when I had just started college, um, my, my birthday is late in the year. So I started college when I, was, when I was 17. So I was super young and it was, I didn't even really consult my parents. I was in high school, we had like our guidance counselors and um, you know we had these like little career days and where do you wanna go to school? And i literally picked a college without even talking to my parents first and (laughs) came home and said i want to go to this school right here it was still in new york so from where i was in jamestown to syracuse i mean it was still i don't know what is it four hour drive but it was still a way that i was able to just my dad gave me a car and i packed my stuff and i drove to college. (laughs) It was like, I want to go here. And they were like, oh. But (laughs) my, my parents were very supportive always, especially my dad was very supportive. My mom was too, but um my dad more so supportive. So at 17 I left. I went to college. My second year of college, I had the opportunity to go to London, England. To do a semester of college there now here i'm now i'm 18 i'm not even 19 yet i have never even been on an airplane before
0: oh wow <laughs> i, I had
1: never been on an airplane let alone go to a foreign country yeah i that was another thing because you had to you had to actually be chosen it wasn't about money or anything like that. You had to be chosen through the college, through the program to go to this other school in, in London. So I applied for it. And I probably didn't tell my parents <laughs> again. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> was, I the hey, mom and dad, um, I got approved to go to London. And again, they were like, oh, okay. <laughs> so here I am 18 years old. And that was back in the day of travel agencies that were still, you know, that was like the main way to, to book travel. So my parents made me go by myself. Like, well, you made this decision by yourself, then you're going there by yourself
0: yeah. and you're going
1: to figure out how you're going to pay for your plane ticket and, and all of that. So i made all my arrangements myself. I had never been on an airplane ever in my life. And I flew to, um, Heathrow, I think. I don't know, Heathrow or Gatwick. I think Heathrow I flew into by myself alone. I didn't have anyone with me. None of the other students were, I don't even think I knew any other, other students from the school that I was meeting over there. So I, it started then. Yeah. Just as the, the spontaneity of, okay, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm going here. I ended up spending probably three months in London. I turned 19 when I was there so. um, and I didn't want to come home. Oh. So since then, like that was my first, my first passport. And now I'm on my fourth, yeah. I'm on my fourth passport, which I just pretty much told everybody how old I am, but <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: they're, like, they're like, hmm,
1: how many years does the passport last? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Yeah, that started really. My spontaneity was my my teenage years when I was just getting out of high school and and making my way into college. That even though I was such a shy human, that now I I have to be able to go places on my own. Now I now I have to speak mm-hmm. for myself because there's no one else there and there's nowhere to hide. I'm on an airplane. I'm in a foreign country. Luckily they spoke English, but um, just learning the ways and figuring out how to get, I had to get on a train. Like, I don't even know, I still don't know how I did all of this because it's all a blur. I had to get on a train to go from the airport to somewhere else and then get picked up by by a taxi cab to get to, it was actually a, a hostel that we were staying in. It was like an old, it was an old hospital you could tell that it was a hospital oh, well, <laughs> at that's... one point, okay. but they called it a hostel.
0: Okay. I
1: somehow got there and the taxi driver was not very pleasant with me at first. And then especially I didn't understand the money. Oh. Um, and that when I paid him and he gave me back all coins and I didn't realize that the coins were like dollars, yeah. right? <laughs> and he, and I, I said to him, I said, I thought I gave you, whatever I gave him and he got mad. And I said, I'm sorry. And then all of a sudden here I am like, Oh God, Oh God. Now I have to talk. Mm. And I was like, you know what? I said, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't understand the money. And then he took a couple minutes and he showed me like every coin and how much, what their value was. Mm. And that was very nice of him. He didn't have to do that. But then I was like, okay, this is not so bad. I can do this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, but since then I've done very spontaneous things, I, from there, and then after I graduated college, I, I came home just for a couple of months to my parents' house. And then I got a job, which I had to move to again. So I accepted this job, I moved, and then I just started moving all over the state of New York Mm -hmm. from one end to the other. And that's when I ended up in, in the Hudson Valley for all of those years I think I spent 19 years there Uh in the Hudson Valley yeah before I moved here so it was just whenever I I had pretty much the same job the whole time that I was there but with the company they just kept moving me from place to place to place and I was like okay it was pack pack your stuff and let's go Mm -hmm. all right here we go new adventure for me um And then I moved here and that was another, um, kind of spun, not really spontaneous, but it was, yeah, it was, you know, when I was
0: listening to you, I was feeling like, you know, you came in and this, this, this shy girl, and I almost kind of saw you going like enough is enough. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to go travel to London and you pushed your, you chose to push yourself out of your comfort zone. Yes. And, and you are now like a world traveler. I got to be a world traveler with you, which we'll talk about in a second. I was thinking when you were just saying, well, 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 we'll unearth this a little bit more. I feel like, you know, there's a mantra that my teacher Elizabeth um, had shared with me a long time ago. And I was kind of figuring out what my child, like, why was I going through? What was I going through? And she said, you know, you're, your karma turns into your dharma, right? Your mm. those challenges, those lessons that your soul chose for yourself in this lifetime is actually your purpose, right? And you, you, I think what, because I witnessed you for so many years now, as a student, as a teacher, as a person who's traveling the world, I can see how you really see the shy person in others, right? Mm. You had to go through that and feel that for yourself in order to connect with other people around the world and in your classes and in your community. And you can really, you always like, I always notice that you tap into the people that are maybe being a little bit quieter, or maybe not really being seen and heard. And because you know that about yourself, like that's where you came from. And so you have this greater sense of you know, providing a space of belonging for others who might not feel like they have their voice. So I just wanted to reflect that back for you. So if you're feeling like, why did I come into this world? Well, because it was your purpose. It was your dharma, right? You had to go through that. And then it sounds like what happened was when you were coming of age, you're like, okay, enough is enough. I'm going to just make these choices and put myself out of my comfort zone. And and you had those vulnerable moments where you shrunk down and, you know, like, uh, but that person, that um, taxi driver, right, yep. noticed that and picked up on that. And I think that was a lesson that stuck with you of, oh, okay, I want to be that person too, when somebody's out of sorts and not in their environment. And right, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I actually had that uh, quickly last night when I hosted Winter Solstice yeah i had two two of my usual participants reach out to me and ask me if um if they could bring someone okay. and i was like of, of course you can absolutely and it was from both of them they said well this person is not a yogi and but i think that they could use some of your healing so mm-hmm. they they i mean they already know me cuz they've been to many of my things but I, they invited someone else. They each invited other people to come and experience it. Um, the one the one young lady, I actually called her on the phone because she had left me a message on the sign-up roster. That only I could see that she had um, some aversion to particular aromatherapy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I saw it. I reached out to her and I said, can I call you? Because I I got your message. I really want to speak to you about this. So she said, okay. And I called her and I asked her, I said, so, you know, do you want to explain to me what's going on? And she said, well, how much do you want to know? And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh boy, there's something, (laughs) there's something here. (laughs) So, and I told her, I said, you can trust me. This conversation is between you and I. You can tell me as much or as little as you would like, but just please let me know what fragrance it is. So I make sure that I don't use that. Yeah. Well, long story short, she has was sexually assaulted Mm -hmm. and she has some, some trauma, some remembrance of patchouli, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: just the smell of patchouli oil. And I was like, okay, I want to make sure that I don't trigger something during Mm -hmm. the ceremony because I, I use patchouli a lot. Mm. Exactly. Like I, I use it in blends when I make oils, I use it as an incense. So I'm glad that she told me that. Otherwise, it could have turned out badly yeah. had she not told me. So I thanks her for, for for sharing. And I made quite the connection with her. I met her for the first time last night. She walked in and she just embraced me so tightly. Just from our conversation, we had never met what we had spoken on the phone and she just thanked me over and over. She made a Facebook post, she made an Instagram post, it was just very, very special. Mm -hmm. And then the other lady texted me this morning and she said, Oh, my my friend Allie really enjoyed our ceremony last night and she slept sounder than she slept in a long time. So Mm -hmm. just hearing those things, when you share your gifts with other people, then you know that you have helped them.
0: Yeah,
1: is really nice.
0: Yeah, I I want to just speak to that a little bit more of like you as the space holder, and then mm-hmm. others out there who are the people who are potentially participating, right? Yeah. Like how you really created that safe space even before you entered into the space and created. Right? You started with just checking in and seeing if there was any sort of note for the person who, for the people who registered, yeah. um, you took that extra step, you know, you could have, you could have done that, but you could have also pulled that person aside in the middle of the class or right before the class. And that might not have gone well. You might not have even addressed it. Like just to say, you know, we're like where we said earlier, you don't always know who you're affecting, like just taking that little extra effort was such a huge impact on this person's life. And the other piece I would love to just share with, you know, emphasize with what you just spoke to of people who are listening, who haven't been to a yoga class and thinking, Oh, well, that's not for me or, or maybe I don't want to be touched, or there's this aromatherapy or there might be music that I don't know if what I'm walking into because what I've noticed, and you might have noticed this too, since you've been teaching for a while as well, is I've been teaching for over 20 years. And since 2016, the way that we hold space as teachers has changed drastically. Oh, so different. The, the culture has changed so much and we have to be really mindful. Like, I think that we were unconscious for so many years of how we were holding space and People might not have come to class and even realized why they didn't resonate with that teacher or, you know, or maybe they did. And they're like, I'm not going to go back there. And us as teachers might not have realized the effect that we were having on people. But because there was such a wave wave of awakening, um, one being the Me Too movement, right? People were realizing, oh, I have some sort of trauma. It doesn't necessarily have to be sexual trauma, but a lot of people are waking up to realizing that they have These various traumas that they were unconscious of. And for us as teachers, we we do have a responsibility to be cognizant of, you know, we might not know everything and we don't have to walk on eggshells. But what how you said it was just so beautiful, right? Like you don't have to tell me everything, right? But just tell me so I know I can create a safe space for you. What is the fragrance, right? Like just having those those little moments is so powerful. And for the student who's walking into that class or contemplating that, right, to have the, your voice, if you are somebody who is avert, you averted to a smell or a sound or being touched, like yeah. don't be afraid to speak into that on a piece of paper when you sign up for the class or, or to the teacher before the class. That is your right to express it. And you don't have to tell us why. Right. You can just say, you know, and that's, and then if that person doesn't hold that space, you and I would do it, <laughs> yeah, do. but, and I'd like to think that other teachers out there are, do, are being very, you know, compassionate about this too, is that they're going to listen to you and hold that space for you and, and, and welcome you. Right. And, and it's okay if you go and you still don't want to go, that's absolutely fine. But to take that, that risk, cause we're kind of speaking around taking risks right today. Yeah. Um, being spontaneous so just wanted to put it out there for anybody who is listening and thinking oh I'd kind of like to go to MJ's class or or a class in general right um what would that be like and what what are my rights and you know that I'm able to speak up and be seen and heard and felt so Mm -hmm. thanks for speaking to that and I'd love to go back to your spontaneous adventures (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I enter in somewhere around You know, it's all about me. No, just kidding. Um, yeah, but you know, I don't remember how. Maybe it was on social media because you had already moved to Florida. Yeah, I decided to leave the roundhouse and close that program because of <clears> I was going through with my father passing away and my divorce and my health and everything. And and then I remember, well, you know, Lori. I remember going. Okay, what the hell am I going to do with myself? And Lori just said, You should go to, I can't remember. I think I got an email and I had this idea of retreats, but I didn't know how to execute it or do anything about it. But I remember being in class and before class and saying, I might be going to Costa Rica and maybe I'll host a retreat. And she just said, You should do that. I'll come. And then the next thing I know, you were signed up too. And like I said, I might have put it up on social media and I think I did cause I, it was a memory the other day hmm. and yeah. uh, you said I'm in cause I, I saw I it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just like, you two were my first signups. And then I had, you know, Carol Ann and Natalie and everybody, but um, uh, what was that on your side? I'd love to hear your side of that story of when you signed up for Costa Rica and had you, now you had gone to the UK prior, had you done a little bit of traveling between then and Costa Rica? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. I had I had gone um, let's see I went to Italy I went to Amsterdam
0: oh, awesome okay
1: um, obviously I mean I've been to Canada many times but where I where I lived especially yeah, it's like Canada <laughs> well but where I grew up like there was it was so easy to get there Like you didn't have to fly. You know, we could just drive over the border where I lived, where I grew up. And then when I moved way up north near Plattsburgh, it's still like just, you can drive over the border. So I had been there, but as far as, you know, big travel, yeah, it was the UK, it was Italy, it was Holland. Um, Oh gosh, we went somewhere on a boat in between those places. I don't know, but I remember it was, like the winter time in the sea was that sounds cool. horrendously rough. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing Dover, like the white cliffs, the actual white cliffs of Dover. And I remember like most people on the boat were just ill, like seasick because oh, of, yeah. but whatever. So yeah, I had done many, many excursions. So I got the, the travel bug immediately at that point. And I was trying to remember that, also when i was telling somebody about the first time that i had gone on a retreat with you and i i feel like you might have even texted me i don't know i feel like there was some kind of like smaller reach out other than social media it was either an email or a text and said hey i'm thinking about this and um, when you did post it and like post an actual link that you could register. I'm like I'm going, <laughs> I'm here in Florida. Like getting to Costa Rica is nothing.
0: <laughs> wow. It's
1: so easy to get there from here. And uh, it was very inexpensive. I actually had enough uh JetBlue points to to go there for nothing. On the on the airplane, I just had to pay for the retreat. Um so that was like my first yoga retreat was with you there. Yeah. And I I had actually, I was writing some notes for myself for this podcast. um, Just as I was talking about like to talk about going to Bali and how my theme is where friends gather and intended to bring people together and form new relationships. Mm -hmm. So Natalie, as you spoke of, you had paired us up together for whatever intuitive reason that you had was to put Natalie and I together as roommates. And the retreat was amazing. There were so many cool things that, that we did there. I learned how to surf, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know, I mean there's like all these things that that we did that were so fun and so exciting um, and so adventurous really the zip lining. Oh my gosh so much fun we had uh, that retreat was very I don't know just very energizing and we did so many fun adventure things like that but Natalie and I connected Mm -hmm. and somehow you knew that was going to happen and I think that's why you paired us together so that the following time when we went to uh
0: Yalapa. Okay.
1: Yalapa. And, I, and you said, Natalie is coming. And I said, can we room together again? Oh. And I had reached out to her and I said, hey, I heard you're going to Yalapa too. And she said, yeah. And I said, do you want to room together again? And she's like, really? You want to room with me again? And I said, well, yeah, we had, we got along so well. We had the best time and we ended up together again. So that was almost 10 years ago.
0: Yeah, that one, I think it was, yeah, nine eight or nine years ago. I can't well, remember.
1: Costa Rica was 10.
0: Yeah.
1: 10 years ago and whatever, we I think we went early in the year, like March or something. Yeah, Didn't I was I, living like, there
0: then. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So later. we're going on 10 years. And mm-hmm. I still, like Natalie and I do still have some communication still mm-hmm. back and forth. Mm-hmm. And it was just so lovely to do that. Um, so I've been, so we did that and then we did Yalapa. And then we did, I guess, Bali. I feel like there was one in between there that I...
0: With you? I mean, I did many in between, but yeah, yeah I feel like we had a little hiatus. We didn't we see did. it for a while. We did. Um, I think there was yeah. one I
1: was going to join you on, and then I ended up not being able to go.
0: You might have been the first Bali. Might yeah. Have been- time I went to Bali in 2017
1: it was and then it was that and that is when that's when I lost my job and was doing the teacher training and I I remember yes that's what it was and I said I don't have this money to spend to go to Bali
0: at this time because I just lost
1: my job and I just invested whatever it was
0: teacher training a
1: few thousand dollars for teacher training that's why so that's why I didn't get to go to that. Um, and then we went in 2020.
0: March, 2020, <laughs> Not January, but no, March, 2020, in case anybody out there knows there was yeah. something happening. We just had Karen on the web, the, the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Oh, was- yeah. Ah. Holy moly.
1: So, yeah.
0: That so was, was the
1: very end of February. I think it was like 27 or 28 like I think that's when I actually left here to get there.
0: Yeah, it was the first through the 10th, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I I was just like so I don't want to say oblivious, but I wasn't going to let it bring me down. It wasn't going to let it scare me.
0: Pandemic, yes
1: yeah, I'm like, we're still going. And I don't think there was ever a question on my part. It was people that I know people that I worked with. Um, fl- I remember this one lady, like just it still sticks in my brain. And she goes, you're so stupid. She said this right to my face. I can't believe you're still going. You're so stupid. Mm. And I said, Well, why am I stupid? I said, I bought this trip that's still on nothing is closed. And why would I not go when I had this opportunity? So I, I know that when we were there, that many of us received some not so nice messages from, from other people. And again, just random messages. Like, I can't believe you went. What if you get stuck there? you you guys are dumb and, and just,
0: wow. things.
1: just things, but we had the best time and it was for me, gosh, Bali was, Probably the most life-changing one for me, Mm -hmm. I think, Um, really. Because such a completely different culture, a grateful culture, a spiritual culture. Just so much different. I mean, not that I didn't love the other retreats that we went on, but Bali just really changed me. It changed me a lot. Um, and again, like meeting all of these people for the first time, it was just amazing. It was amazing to meet all them. And then all of a sudden, like we just know each other and know everything about each other in the matter of 10 days. And that, you know, we still talk, we still connect on social media. Um, yeah, all of the things that we did together were amazing. Yeah. That was I, have, a, I don't know what else to say, honestly.
0: Yeah. That was a special group and a special time. I mean, and I, I'd love to just kind of reflect on that as, mm-hmm. as the, the leader, the space holder, because I remember a few of you, I don't know if it was you, but I know a couple of you of the, our participants were reaching out and saying, are we still doing this? And mm-hmm. I had to, I had to be that really steady, solid ground, not from an oblivious point of view, but I really meditated on it. I sat with it as, you know, I was hearing these rumblings of the world is getting sicker and sicker. And I don't know if it was closing (laughs) yet, but there was that idea of like, things are going to be bad if we get over there and we get sick or we get stuck. And Um, and I meditated on it and there, it was just such a clear sign of go, just go. And, and what I had to do to commit to that was to, to really commit to that for you all to be steady, because if I wobbled, then you guys might've wobbled too. And we had, we had one of our participants, she got stuck. Where was she stuck in Tokyo, Tokyo. Yeah, Tokyo. And she didn't join us until like many days into it. And I remember she was a bit nervous about the traveling. And then she was the one the, she was the most nervous. And then she got stuck, got but stuck. then she got it and she realized, you know, it was still worth making that track, even though she missed most of the retreat. And right. Um, but to say, you know, it's really important for us as, as teachers and space holders to, to know when it's safe and how to create that safe space. Mm-hmm. because, you know, some people might have backed out if I was wobbly or, you know, kind of didn't give them that confidence, right, to go. And and the other thing I wanted to just reflect on too is those two first two retreats, those were the first two was Costa Rica and Mexico. They were so much fun. But I also, I think it was the location, Bali really creates that sacred sure. space Mm-hmm. But also we went a lot deeper because that's where I was on my journey, right? Like right. I could take you guys there. And so that too, as a, as a leader that you're about to step into, we're going to talk about that in a second, right? Um, to be able to, to know the depth that you can go and and know that you can take people there and have them have create this safe space. And you do this in your, you know, your classes and then your events and, um now you're going to step in and I'm just I just want to witness this because I have and everybody's listened today, I've got to witness you as a student and then becoming a teacher and you know, coming on my retreats too and and then you I remember this fall you were like, I want to host my first retreat. And I think I wanted in Bali. and I was like, I can help you with that. And now I get to watch you step into this role and I also get to support you. so, Let's explore that a little. What is going on in your mind and your heart? And
1: uh, well, as I just spoke of previously, Bali really changed my life
0: mm-hmm.
1: completely. We were there during a wild time in the world for all of us. Things started to, things were actually okay when we were there, it was on the way back that we ran into parts of the world started to shut down. airports started to shut down and it was, it's okay. We're like, we're here. And there's no sense to get upset because we're here. We're trying to get home and we all, we all got home. Everything was fine. The whole world had changed when I got here. I couldn't figure out what had actually happened when I, stepped back into the United States yeah. was very, very different, very differently held and just de- uh, dealt with, completely different here than it was over there. But re- regardless, um, it changed my life completely. The spirituality, the kindness of the people, the gratefulness of the people to have us there to have our tourism just to have us there and just to have things planned for us to prepare us for things especially at the Floating Leaf the staff there was so accommodating and so they explained every single thing like what was going to happen and they had their own people to take us when we went to the to the temple. Yeah. You remember, there was, of course, you remember, but um, the young man that went with us, and he was explaining to us, like, as women, like you have to be covered, and you have to have this on and you can't wear that. And, and this is how you hold your hands, like you don't hold your hands here, you hold them here, like just so many things that we had to be taught. And they were just so gracious. So very gracious. We made our offerings when we were weaving the basket. And I was like, I can't, I can't. As crafty as I am, I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> then Sukma, she was like, yes, you can. Let me just show you how to weave this one more time. And I ended up doing it. They're just so kind and so accommodating. And I wanted to share that with other people. And it wasn't even a question of where do you want to go? I want to go here. I want to go back to floating leaf because I've already experienced it. And for me, it's easier for me to speak to because I've already been there. Yeah. I'm not just like, let's just go to this place and have no idea what's happening. At least I know what I'm in for and what to expect from them. And that the people that do decide to come with, I'll know what they're, what they're going to receive there, as well as from me and from you to offer them, but I know how smoothly things go there and how they make everything just lovely and fabulous and everything. We even had, we had great weather while we were there. Everything was was great and we, for me, and I'm not gonna speak for you or anyone else, but I just kind of blocked everything else out that we were gonna go back to mm. two weeks later <laughs> or come back to. Um, I just enjoyed myself in that moment and took it all in. So I really want to have these people that come with us to share the same experience or even a better experience, if that's possible, than than I did. (laughs) No, really. (laughs) Um, And to make new friendships, just like I said, Natalie and I, our first retreat and and here we are, Like we wanted to stay together for the second retreat. And if people are having issue with letting things go to release things that don't serve them any longer or leave someone or something, a situation, an addiction a behavior, whatever they need to leave behind, they know that it's safe to come with us and that there will be other people there to share with. And then they can form New lasting lifelong friendships and bonds with with other people. Just like much like like I did. Yeah,
0: mm, you're giving back again. You're serving. Right. To share right. that. Right. And yeah, I, I want to speak to the the location too, because Floating Leaf is such a special place, and you spoke so beautifully about the people, but also the physical space. Is all, yes. it feels, it's very open aired, but it also feels very held like a cocoon in some ways, very intimate, mm-hmm. very intimate and, and not like you're on top of each other. It's very wide and spacious and the rooms are beautiful and mm. private pool and there's, you know, that open yoga deck or Shala, I don't know the word that we would use, but um, it's just it, but it feels like you're so held, even though we did go out and we went to temple and we had these experiences outside of it. We always just had this beautiful place to come home to during that week. And like you said, the whole world was just massive chaos, but we felt like we could really tune into each other in our group and tune out all of that noise outside of the world as it was doing wild, chaotic things. And I remember that because then we, on our trip, we had three days of integration into boot, which is a city and we stayed at the yoga barn. So we're still in this big space um, offering, you know, a yoga, it's still basically a yoga retreat space, but a lot more people. And that's when we, I think we all started to hear the buzz and everything like, oh, and I just remember, I felt like, I don't know about you, but I felt like all of our nervous systems were just so relaxed. Mm-hmm. And we didn't really freak out because it was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. We'll just get there when we get there. And it was really beautiful. And and the reason why I wanted to say that is because it, it is such a powerful place to tap into yourself and tap into your community. And when you go back out into the world, it it, dis- it really empowers you to take on whatever it is. I mean, we came out of it in a freaking global pandemic. Uh, yeah. So that's just my invitation for everybody else. If they're looking to take that leap, to be spontaneous, taking that risk in life, mm-hmm. know with MJ, you're going to be held and seen and felt and, you know, Bali and Mama Bali and floating leaf will do the same too. And when you go out, you will feel empowered to take on whatever is waiting for you on the other side.
1: Right. And I just, I wanted to touch on again, you had said about, we went out on our excursions and then we came back home. Yeah, exactly what it was. Um, And for people that don't know about the floating leaf, when we go there on retreat, it's just for us. Mm -hmm. Really, it's not for It's not, I don't know the correct word, but I guess not a public place where you can just come. You have to be there with a a retreat. Um, So it is like home. Mm -hmm. We pretty much have taken over the entire space and the the accommodations are lovely. Like Phoebe said, we have our private pool. There's a, a beautiful spa. And I sometimes they'll do treatments out by the pool as well so they'll have like two treatment places the shala or the deck i actually i wish i could share a picture but someone took a picture of me meditating and they took it like from my back i don't know who took that picture but i was looking over i guess the rice fields mm-hmm. meditating in the morning by myself and somebody caught me up there and, and took a picture so it was very there's so many little hidden places in there too yeah. As, as open air as it is, like there's a little meditation, like little roof over here. And there's a little corner over here, like yeah. all these little places that you could retreat to. Yeah. Um, but so, like I said, a just kind and welcoming and grateful and very spiritual place. Um, so I encourage everybody to to come and join me and yes. phoebe will be there too
0: yes i will so <laughs> let's give them the details where friends gather where wherever.
1: friends gather uh, we start on april the 1st of 2024 which is actually a, a it's a monday a monday through the first through the seventh um flying into dps Dun pazar which um as quiet and retreat as the floating leaf is, it's only like 15 miles away from the airport. So it's, it's not really off the beaten path. It's, it's very easily accessible. Um, Yeah, it's a Monday, Monday through Sunday, the first through the seventh. Those are the details of the travel. We have many things planned. Of course, we'll go to the sacred water purification temple We have a beach day planned. We all have a spa day planned for every single one of you. Um, What else do we have going on? We have, um, oh, it'll be new moon while we're there. So I will do a new moon ceremony. We will have a local healer come in and do a sound bath meditation for us during one of our evening practices. There is a welcome dinner, usually on our second or third night with the traditional Balinese dancers. Um, gosh, what else did we plan? There's so many things. I have, I have a fun
0: video of you and you and me dancing. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> Balinese dancers. I do. Um, yeah, arts I and culture. Have a shopping tour.
1: trip and, you know, things like that. And then there's also, there's plenty of free time to do whatever you'd like to do. And there's no, you don't have to do anything. You know, you can or or cannot, it doesn't matter. You can lay by the pool or go to the beach as much as you would like there, but there is plenty of free time as long as well as plenty of activities to keep everybody entertained and occupied with a lot of camaraderie and friendship and talks and philosophies especially over our meals together like one big table if i remember correctly there's one big table we have a private chef and and very accommodating very accommodating for the meals um we have to obviously give them a rundown of what we do and do not eat if we have any allergies and i have a peanut allergy and i went to get something off of the off of the table. And I don't remember which one of them it was and said, no, MJ, you can't have like, they immediately were like, no, you can't have that. I was like,
0: probably guess. He's was like,
1: sure. what, what do you mean? He's like, there's peanuts in there. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> but so aware yeah. of, of what's going on. So I, uh, I, I love that so much. Um, yeah. Lots of fun things to do or to not do. And of course the movement 109 ceremony I think we already talked about New Moon Ceremony. There'll be practices, um, two practices a day offered. Mm-hmm. And I believe we're doing a charity inclusion. Yes. Event.
0: In the school, a local school. The a local, local school.
1: school. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, which mm-hmm. you guys didn't get to do because of COVID. But yeah. So right. Right. Yeah, we're going to have the link in the the show notes so people can just go and click and follow. Uh huh. And can you let people know how to follow you specifically if this is their first introduction to you? Where are you hanging out on maybe social media?
1: Oh yeah, social media. I'm on Instagram as MJ Yoga, so it's E M J A Y underscore Yoga. Um, my full name is Mary Joe Samaritano. It's capital J, there's no E, it's just J-O. Um, <laughs> yeah, my actual name after my, my both of my grandmothers is Maria Josephine. So that's how we came up with, my parents came up with my name. So there's no E and there's no space. It's M-A-R-Y, capital J-O, Samaritano. That's what I'm on Facebook as, or MJ Yoga on, on Instagram. And then on, from my Instagram, my link tree is on there with a link to the retreat specifically is there and any questions that you might have please reach out to me dm me email me however you would like to get a hold but i i would love to see all of you so many of you join us in beautiful bali
0: yeah anything else before we say goodbye i don't
1: think so I oh think that God. is that is all. Thank you so much for for hosting me and making me uh, comfortable. Oh,
0: you're so welcome. Thank you for being here. It's <laughs> like having a conversation. Enjoy. You're so right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's nothing to be nervous of. You've been talking to me for thirteen years or something. So I know, yeah, right? We're now just sharing our conversation with the space in between worlds. So thank you so much. It's just. I'm so excited to, to witness you in this new chapter of your, your life. So, and thank you for trusting me and supporting, helping me support you through this. So
1: absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for always being there for me and, and offering to help me in the first place. So yeah, you made it so much easier. Cause I didn't know, I didn't know where to begin.
0: Mm, that warms my heart. Well, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you, Phoebe. Oh. You will see everyone where friends gather in Bali. 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 (laughs) Well, I hope you enjoyed our time with MJ. And if you want to dive in more deeply with MJ, I encourage you to go ahead and check out her retreat in Bali, April 1st through the 7th. And there is a link here in the show notes. And if you're listening to this as we drop this live, before January 14th, you could book and save a lot of money for the early Nomad special. So I hope you do because it's going to be an amazing retreat and we look forward to seeing you there or reach out to MJ through the show notes. There are lots of links to follow her. And... If not now, then come join us on another retreat soon, and we will see you soon. We will be back next week for another episode of The Space In Between. Again, please subscribe, like it, share it, review it. We are so grateful for your support. Have a beautiful day.